welcome back to black and couch reviews i'm your host justina we are back for another episode of westworld this is season two episode nine vanishing point written by roberto patino directed by stephen williams premiered june 17th of 2018 and i gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10 it was a little dense it was a little like oh so much william (laughs) but it does inform what unfolds which is one of the most atrocious acts anyone can imagine to a person who uh who couldn't have earned it more so we start this episode with his voiceover saying no one else sees it this thing in me even i didn't see it at first we are getting glimpses of what looks like the night of his wife's suicide i thought this was shot beautifully especially with the suicide aspects and the flashing and the small details like the water coming down from the ceiling catching onto the pearl and then one day it was there he says a stain he couldn't recall a time it wasn't there invisible to everyone except you flashback to a party for the elite where william quotes plutarch and how he wept when he found out there was multiple worlds as he wasn't lord of even one this sentiment is followed up by a man reminding him he wasn't born with blue in his veins only married into it showing that despite his declaration of being a god in this real world he is in fact belittled as there is always someone higher on the rack and his facade is simply that it's machoism which explains his obsession with ascending to a different status in westworld the man then says only the poor kids read the rich kids like me didn't separating himself socially from him despite the fact that this whole entire gala is in his honor he literally had to summon his wife over to get out of said conversation he couldn't manage or just didn't want to and you see her value to him that and what that value actually brings to him um you know that status because the man after she continues to quote plutarch herself uh salutes the loveliest richest bookworms that he knows then separately congratulates william on his success being like you know you you've conquered more than one world haven't you there's definitely a dig in there like i know exactly what you do in your free time but he couldn't say anything and i think this started to piss him off uh i think this was the first of the slight of the evening that allowed his darker side to unfold and kind of stretch its wings at this gala that ended in tragedy despite his wealth though he is still an outsider looking in a fake that didn't earn but used insidious methods to gain and that insecurity doesn't always go away no matter how much you may want it to his wife juliet calls him a marxist and says i wish my dad was here to see you he would be so very proud then tells him that everyone is here from him just the way he likes it so she doesn't understand why he has such a dismal looking face 
Julian is played by the wonderful Seal Award, and she does a fantastic job drunkenly walking off. I mean, you literally summon her over. <laughs> I'd be drinking too. He hallucinates seeing Dolores at this gala and is now feeling a disconnection from reality that propels him down this rabbit hole even before his wife died. So we know his psychic or his psychosis was fracturing. He is beginning to think himself not real, but a host. Man, you know what? I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this shit. Emily in the present has, uh, well, not in the present present, but you know what I mean. She has brought her father to a rally point where there are medical supplies, other things they may need, and a flare to contact park security that she let off 10 minutes ago for rescue. But this is not what William wants. He doesn't want to leave this world. He plans to die here trying to be a hero to make up for the fact that he is in fact a villain and a horrible person. He's also running from his own responsibility in his wife's suicide. Emily tells him she knows he's punishing himself and that she too had ran from the pain not wanting to accept the blame. He tells her it's not her fault and she tells him about the music box mom gave her on her 16th birthday that she had engraved. Apparently, Emily threw it in the trash, calling her mother a drunk that didn't know her. She went to retrieve it, feeling bad, but it was already gone and it was too late, but not for them. She tells daddy she's trying to salvage uh, their relationship. The Lakota confront Dolores, telling her they've been watching the Deathbringer and look you can't keep doing this shit <laughs> that the valley isn't just what she wants but a door to another world so that some of us can live without all this bloodshed she scoffs at this desire saying it's just another cage prison something to that effect that the only real world is the one inhabiting or inhabited by humans and that's where she plans on going she is pretty dedicated to the bloodshed and six Teddy and the rest of her goons on them. Then her ass ran and ducked for cover while everyone else was catching bullets for her. Then gonna act like she's a badass to come and kill the one guy. Talking about the, you know, once she had the upper hand. She knows she isn't uh, meant for their world because he's like, girl, we don't want your kind around here. <laughs> But that doesn't mean she thinks they deserve their own decisions, which ain't right. That's always the biggest conflict with Dolores. That's pretty much the biggest conflict between what Dolores is doing because she's not allowing anyone else to have free will. It's, you know, how the humans treated her over these 35 years, even some of her host friends, you know, she's got limited experience with the good ones. So it's understandable her absolute disregard for those people but the people that she's trying to emancipate supposedly her kind her continuing to just disregard the fact that hey maybe i don't want to be down with this <laughs> like i get what you're saying but why can't i just have my piece of happiness over here and she's of just the mindset that they never can be trusted and I, that no that's just not what we're doing and I'm going to kill you if that, you know, like, damn, you leaving everybody for fodder, despite the fact that they're not really 
quote-unquote dying right but still it's rude this is where Maeve is one leg up a little bit more mature because she does understand that people can decide for themselves they have the right to do that if they have that capability and this scene was them saying look we don't want this we're not saying you can't do what you gotta do or what you feel you need to do but we also got our plans and before you go and destroy the place can we get to this door to this place where we want to go chill and she's like nah this is also the scene from episode one that they when they retrieved from the lakota's head teddy looks at the carnage and upon seeing the lakota man running away does not shoot Teddy's like, I'm not alone for wanting just to set down some piece of splendor in this world for me and mine. Like other people want this too. And they're on a mission. And I'm riding passenger side with a woman that's like, fuck all your ideas and dreams. You're my children. You will do what I want. At the Mesa, Bernard witnessing what they've done with the lines of code they copied from Maeve. He witnesses because she's able to clementine the one that's given the executable command is able to get all the other hosts to destroy each other passing whatever virus or command through the mesh network i must point out that dolores was right that they would use mave against uh them and this is where mave needs a little bit more maturity that humans are shittier than you think and not really to be trusted completely (laughs) they will turn on you if the tide is in their favor to do so and you always got to be on your game poor clem as well constantly being used by all parties involved as a tool of violence they plan to use this on the host with Stubbs and his men uh, leading the charge they plan to then neutralize Maeve if this works Ford is like, I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Because I told you. Mm-hmm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say will happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened. Then tells Bernard that they have one last thing to do before he goes to find his precious Elsie. Emily begins initiating conversation around why dad started his little project. Like this is all about control, isn't it? that it had something to do with his need for control of the uncontrollable because she's like oh you're wondering how i found you in the park and he's like yeah nothing happens by accident it's not fate like he needs to know a concrete answer and she kind of refuses to give him one and i'm not really sure what it is either like does she oh i think it's because she has his profile (laughs) but we haven't seen her with the tablet but whatever it is it's just something with not within his scope of control so it doesn't really matter she brings up uncle logan telling his stories about what they were doing in the park and how everyone thought he was clearly unstable and just an alcoholic and an addict which is so fucked up it is really fucked up what william did to this entire family down to the last seed that would have brought them into the future (laughs) he is beyond 
son a virus he is a fucking plague she knows he has an angle as he declares it's not about control and she declares she wants in flashback to the party william asks emily to save him as if this adoration isn't what he wants and she notates that mom is the one that needs saving because she is intoxicated and thinks that the man himself william needs a night off for dealing with her so clearly emily grew up a daddy's child and the way he buys out her charity her charities clearly he allows himself to be viewed as the hero at all times outshining you know whatever relationship they probably were close and he purposely made himself the number one and her the unstable one but at some point probably around her father dying (laughs) she probably started looking through the facade and was like um or probably was like why the fuck do you keep bringing delos property and this one particular blonde out of the park and just having her do weird ass jobs like play piano I, i just don't get it he asked his daughter to have a nightcap with him and then he also asked her to stay just a little bit longer despite claiming the need to be saved from it all himself because he could have just left and he could have taken his wife home before things got awkward but because he needs to continue to show himself as the better man he allows himself or allows his wife to deteriorate knowing exactly why she's deteriorating but his worlds are clearly blurring as he is desiring to be more of himself which is the absolute monster that he really is and the good person mask it's rather it's um it's rubbing at him right he's itching to get out the person that he truly is and he he's not remembering that person and oh he's fucked up is what (laughs) what we can sum up about william he runs into robert ford who congratulates him on his philanthropy Uh -uh, i hate that word philanthropy philanthropy there we go um robert says uh (laughs) it suits him (laughs) he just be coming with the digs and they just they're so subtle um william's like what's oz without its wizard and this is william trying to diminish robert's achievement achievements as just a you know another little like it's a thrill seeking park it's a theme park it's not you know real considering what for <laughs> or what william wants and the end of this the irony is all over it which is why ford laughs appropriately and uh, he's like i just came to pay my respects and he's like yeah i've heard you talk about me and you weren't even quiet over the years you have no respect for me he just came to marvel what he has uh, accomplished basically and then he says we have an agreement Dello stays out of your stories oh he said he brings up the project he's like all these people know or congratulate you even the ones who may not know about your little project and then he says um we have an agreement Dello stays out of your stories you stay out of the valley and he says i didn't break the agreement your project did william's like oh what do you mean like by that i don't get what how is that breaking the agreement and 
the the arrogance of how he wouldn't see how the project in itself <laughs> would embrace you're using his the his creations and you are utilizing what was supposed to be stories for your particular shit like you're basically um piggybacking off of my own creation and you're building your immortality project based upon that word but of course william wouldn't see it that way i am curious what other people thought because that was and continues to be a, a line of dialogue that i don't i wouldn't concretely say that was the answer to and that's how he betrayed the agreement he tells william when he when was the last time he took a look at his creation and what it has learned about its subjects and seeing as it was self-knowledge that drew william to the park in the first place he says be careful what you wish for sliding over a uh, profile we learn he says for a self-portrait you may find it's not very flattering william tells him enough games as juliet's drunkenness causes a scene then he swoops in like the good white knight and one can't help but think this is exactly how he orchestrated the outcome of the night so that he could be secure and the parent and patriarch and oh this is such a great man gives all the money he give donates and he, he's dealing with his wife and look at this his brother-in-law was an alcoholic and you know and the father he loved him so like a own son oh god four thinks one more game is exactly what william needs he hated that man that is for damn sure and all he had to do was a little bit it wasn't a lot just a little bit (laughs) that is all he needed to do to push him into his own full-on delusion (laughs) and he looked at your profile already like oh my god you was never even on the same level as this you never were bernard finds Maeve, but access is locked and denied to him for it says it's close enough and that she will search his mind and find the message that he left for her he drops the package and then it is on his way he goes and finds elsie and while he does give her the truth it's not the whole truth and nothing but the truth because humans must be approached with caution in regards to trusting what he just recently saw he tells her what the valley is a server of guests bear data called the forge or housed in a place called the forge which is very much like the cradle but much larger and that is where everyone is heading he says one host with that information can prove apocalyptic he plans to get there first and secure it use it as leverage to end it dictating the outcome that they want william didn't think his daughter would want it or want in i should say upon learning exactly what they were doing in the park she says she's impressed with his um with this scheme his precious data on people and being able to replicate them possibly even mom but she doesn't understand how they monitor their cerebral minds and he reveals that the scanner is in the hats he reveals the data screens through to the core of an individual no matter what they outwardly try to portray 
And while sure it's a little clunky with the hats, if you really want to argue it, like what if people don't want to wear the hat? They don't always put, I bet you any amount of money, they probably have like, you know how you go into a certain thing and like, you have to have this on maybe not every second of every moment, but I'm pretty sure enough time to be able to do a scan. You don't need it for that long. So while people love to poke holes in it, it really is a rather ingenious way to introduce the concept and it's something that you choose from the moment you enter the park so it, it's kind of part of your ensemble that must be adhered to to some capacity each day that you spend in the park emily wants to know why mom did it not being her to commit suicide in the manner that she did flashback once again to the night when they got home she calls William Billy to piss him off and knows that he's pissed off, which means it must be time for his yearly pilgrimage to the park. She wonders what he does there as Logan was never believed about what he told people that he did there, was thought hysterical and wasted, and she says, oh, the irony. She talks about how first they met, how she was surrounded by powerful men, but they were phonies behind their smiles then she saw him in the cheap suit and thought he was the real thing not faking it turns out you're the only one good at faking it she then goes off calling him a virus that came into her family and destroyed it first with logan then her father now her and now she uh sees it's happening with her daughter as emily is there to witness it all gaslighting her he calls or she calls him sick and uh it is it is a sick game that he's playing like you knew you guys were having this argument you knew you invited the daughter you didn't even tell your wife hey our daughter is stopping by the house you know juliet is so right when she goes off on him but it doesn't look that way to emily it looks like her mother is abusing this old man that's just doing his best you are sick william emily says that they are going to have to take mom to a place that treats addicts that she clearly is terrified to go back to while william plays the doting husband offering to draw a bath as she struggles to get her daughter to see that dad doesn't love you or me i'm the one that love you and then she said i tried i really tried and then she tells William when he tucks her in bed, if you keep pretending, you're not going to remember who you really are. She also asks if this is real and if he is real. Asks for one true thing and man, did that bite him in the ass because he sure shit as hell revealed exactly who he was. <laughs> he then goes and hides his profile and a book. Then he is telling Emily in the current timeline that his mom was drunk and upset and what happened was nobody's fault which is an absolute lie Emily doesn't know how that was different than most other nights and knows she's missing a piece of the puzzle while the mentally insane one when we get another flashback is questioning the nature of his reality uh, it's his daughter that is <laughs> calling the doctor to come and look in on the mom to have her committed because there is something wrong in her 
You're sick. So, see, something is wrong with you. Yeah. You have a problem and you should have yourself checked. Yeah. Well, probably. He's also continuing to examine his skin because he's he's going through, um, there's a term for this. I don't know what it is, but we saw it in when we watched Raised by Wolves, like when Caleb took that knife. It's like the real person that you are. It's like the your mental health ain't. It's in a really terrible place at that point um, because you can't di differentiate your reality anymore. And then you're also suppressing so much of who you really are that that other person can almost feel as if it's needing to claw out of you. Um, I like the setup. Also, who does this to their own kid regarding their own mother? That's, that's just crazy. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, I'm doing this for you, dad. Mom needs to be committed knowing damn well she's not crazy at all. Then we have the water from the ceiling alerting them to the fact that she took pills and OD'd in the bath. And that's when real life intruded with a clarity as a byproduct of his own actions. But he is running from that reality that exposes him for what he... Uh, really is and he wants to choose to believe instead of coming to that conclusion that emily is in fact a host sent by ford and is throwing all of his well what do you say throw all i built in my face like well hold on hold on <laughs> he tells ford he will not be distracted and see and will see through this to the end he will reach his goal because he doesn't believe in fate, accidents, everything that is not within his control. We'll see why in his profile. Emily, Emily, it turns out, really was appalled at what her father <laughs> was doing. And she was just milking him for information. Because he feels his real daughter would have been long gone or at a rally point somewhere. She wouldn't have been chasing him around the park. She says, you're right. The truth is, I'm not my daughter. I'm not your daughter trying to reconcile with my father. I'm just pretending to give a shit about you. Her goal is to expose what he has done in the park. And once that happens, she's going to lock him up the way they were going to do to mom. Then he tosses it in her face that it was her words and actions, despite the way he orchestrated him, that led to that being what would have happened to mom. She also calls him out on how much of a son of a bitch he really is because she did indeed blame herself. Like, you want me to feel the blame of that. Yeah, I did do that. But then I stopped doing that when I realized there was someone else to blame and that fuck Ford and what game you're playing with him. Mom did something that opened my eyes. The only thing that she could do to the fact that you ain't shit. I read your profile. Mom left it to her. In a last attempt effort to get her to see the monster and his lies she says you haven't lost yourself to pretending you are in your very essence a lie qa shows up and she states it's over for good now she tells qa that this man is her father and he is suffering some psychotic break now they're like oh that's the boss they tell her to get on her knees william still thinks that she's a host for some reason, the show goes to all the trouble, to all the trouble, to show that he is in fact human, and yet, 
everyone completely disregarded that fact for a fantasy version of the outcome of what happened and i couldn't understand why people would spend so many hours and days and and, and just on on a concept that was disproven then i learned the show's demographic you're fucking a white male you're a white man and they really should have believed him just because he's the boss so what a lot of people just died i would have at least taken her words a little bit seriously but no they did not to their uh to their detriment because william says look um i'm finishing this game for you underestimate me i will kill fucking humans too and murders all of them including his own very appalled daughter victory is mine yes he thinks that Ford got sloppy with the details because he never told anybody about his profile he put it in that book and never looked back so he thinks that this whole story of how his wife discovered it and passed it on to his daughter can't possibly have happened because he didn't see it happen and make it happen nor i mean he's just delusional and while guys because they're like well we didn't see her scanning on the back of her head to know that she wasn't a host she could have still been a host look he was about to take a knife and open up his own child and while a lot of things can be done to to satisfy your absolute skepticism to the to the but you ain't read a fucking book in your life i mean don't even get me started what i'm saying is it would have been a little morbid to see this man give you the proof you need which was the fact that she had the the card in her hand that was enough right that that was that was the proof in the pudding that she was exactly who she said she was he didn't make a duplicate duplicate profile wasn't just set up as a phony ford ain't been in the fucking cradle in like days so it's not like he's all be he's not in everybody's he's not all over the place anymore we don't we got to think rationally when we're coming up with speculation because otherwise it's just a whole bunch of people in a stupid zone and then you can't even speak any truth into it because it's not even going to be received and it's just a whole but yeah i did not need (laughs) season three to tell me that this was indeed his child and he did kill his daughter um because it very much was there in the episode that it occurred um what's even sadder is this is uh the second game he himself has went on a bender for he should have just went home it's what he should have done and faced the consequences of his actions but he did not want to do that and so he killed his child now he thinks that he's a host Maeve accesses her message and payload from Ford who appears in person to say mankind is poised midway between the gods and the beasts at least that's what um an old grecan i'm not sure some some philosopher used to say Ford knows we've fallen quite a bit since then 
he calls her his dear girl and wonders what they've done to her he could barely even look at her in her current state he tells her she learned so fast and was a dazzling star now brought rather low it was ford who wrote her escape from the park to free her from the war coming ahead and didn't want her to suffer he despises the men of stone that she and her kind that are his children i don't think he accounts dolores in them <laughs> um i'm sorry that just made me laugh really hard because <laughs> he petty he know he petty um but that they have to share the world with these people that all the suffering they've caused to you is to fix something in their own broken code he dealt with the world by laughing at it and he imbued his host with his same uh, the host that he built with the same world view and ford always was far more optimistic to arnold's cynicism I mean that's why he wrote these stories to begin with you had the heroes you had the villains and then you had just people while both were disillusioned by mankind in the end four stories did reflect a, a beauty that he wanted to capture about humanity and out of all the hosts he says Maeve was indeed ford's favorite his child the way dolores was arnold's child says it isn't easy contemplating your children dying she stayed in this world to save her child he says so have i and it's all kind of it all lines up i remember at the time quite frankly being transparent i was like this came out of fucking left field like (laughs) that i was watching this live i was like "Uh, okay like everyone's all excited about it but i'm more like can we put a plus b i mean i figured ford was behind we all thought that she was supposed to do something on Dolores' type of level, right? So to learn that he only was just trying to get his baby girl away and that she would stay in the park and he himself, once she was brought low, that's when he's like, oh, Bernard, you're here. Time to jump the fuck up out of this cradle. <laughs> um, I mean, it's all very, it's a, it's a Father's Day love that we needed to see in in retrospect of William's love for his child, his family, but it did feel a little knee-jerk. However, once you do go back into season one and you kind of follow the math, it does make a whole, whole lot of sense. And she has been given what usually is, you know, white privilege. (laughs) She's been given a whole lot of black privilege. He says, you've come so far, you have more story to tell, and uh, don't let it end now. He says, it'd be a shame to let it end now, don't let them, and he gives her a kiss. And this unlocks all of her core permissions, so she has been pretty much bestowed the power of this park. Elsie had Bernard stop for ammunition to re-up among the dead corpses, while Ford encourages bernard to kill elsie because eventually she will betray you because she's a human says the only animals left in this world are the ones that curl up at our feet and that are terrified of us when they hear our steps and i'm like man your lines are so dope you kind of almost forget they're not wholly accurate because go up in fucking africa yeah you can see the people on the safari 
Y'all talk about them stories when they got mauled to fucking death. And every time they happen, and I'm rooting for the animal. I'm like, congratulations. Because guess what? <laughs> um, he's pushing Bernard Old to make that choice to kill some humans, man. I've had to kill him for you. You're all like, ah, I can work something out. Eh, let's just kill him. Um, he also tells him you need to consider this is the origin of a species here. It's not just about your moral compass. Bernardo throwing the gun and yelling, get the fuck out of my head <laughs> or get out of my fucking head is the most emotion I've seen in him. Elsie gets suspicious when she sees that um, he has tied himself <laughs> to the steering wheel because he decides I'm going to cut into myself. I'm going to hook myself up to this tablet. Tells Ford that he is doing this his way and deletes Ford from his host's mind. Elsie's like, I think he was going to hurt me. And he's like, well, I was taking precautions. <laughs> Then he was holding the gun like, okay, I don't trust you anymore. But then got upset when he tells you, so here's a beeper. QA will pick you up. You'll be in good hands. She's like, you're just leaving me out here? Yeah, bitch. Did you not see me have to tie myself? I'm trying to protect you, right? I, I don't know why you feel I should just let you shoot me with a bu- I, I have, I have a stake in this too. I'm not just human. <laughs> not just the Arnold part of me that may feel bad for these I don't even know which one actually feels bad part of me feels like Bernard is the one that's like oh protect the humans and Arnold's in there somewhere just going fuck them all um but you can't have it both ways William is in denial that he just killed his own daughter and thinks he's a host instead of killing himself as he really should and doing the entire world a favor but because he is in that constant denial it's always someone or someone else's fault now it's ford has replaced him and put his conscience in a host body you're ugly you're disgusting i'm gonna kill you give me 200 it turns out william was struggling with this the night that his wife committed suicide and that thought of being fake really touched on his soul so he thought you sleeping you drunk enough i can tell you some truths and we get a little bit of the monologue we got at the beginning of the episode how he is indeed a stain on humanity and everyone he comes into contact with his darkness is him and he only lets it out in westworld but in this real world he does good deeds and he figures it's gonna cancel out the other one or cancel all the bad world ones out um except his wife killed himself in this world knowing the truth his daughter also uh, didn't want a relationship with him even before this whole you killed me thing <laughs> and now has died knowing said truth the illusion is gone and the darkness has breached the wall he built between the worlds which is why he's rather uh, prime to leave uh, his life behind in the fake world <laughs> pretending to be the hero destroying what he himself in the other world had created He's at war with himself. Plus, he doesn't want the real person that he is to be immortalized. He always belonged to this other world, he tells her, and always have flashing back to Dolores, you fucking weirdo. 
everything she ever felt was validated in that moment i know juliet was probably like praise jesus also oh please jesus let me kill this nigga instead she decided to find where he hid his profile hooks that sucker up and reads it and has visual and audio on exactly the man that she married which unfortunately doesn't make her want to kill him but once uh makes her want to kill herself because logan tried to warn you and i know you got to feel bad about what happened to your brother because he knew and he kept saying it we also get a quick snapshot of uh william's personality he is rare he's a rare human being four percent i believe he has a persecutory subtype (laughs) hate that word delusions and is paranoid basically the person believes this personality types that they are being persecuted despite lack of evidence this forms paranoia so when she says when you are your essence a lie she means william you are at your essence mentally ill despite what your outward appearance is you are mentally not okay and i believe this is so true for so many people out in the world that have a lot of power they are mentally not okay despite everything that they accomplish at their core they are evil people (laughs) and when i say that i'm being serious i mean do you really think the sex trade or the human trafficking trade is done by people working nine to fives well how is that a billion dollar business (laughs) the common folk don't have we don't keep people as slaves in our backyard so who the fuck is doing this there's evil in the world and they have power they're also caucasian this is why i'm not saying they're only definitely not i know there are millions of other countries out there in the world um and i'm definitely know my african history enough to know she there's no sign in there's a that's a whole other thing but i was saying an american <laughs> that's typically typically what you're what you're rolling with so this is why juliet committed suicide and mom had left the profile in the jewelry box she took it from the trash that her daughter had left it and kept it safe because she knew that you know you will regret that one day and uh clearly william never went to go take a look at his profile because he's like i don't want a self-portrait because i already know what's up and i will say this last scene almost felt as if it came out of the blue i was like oh shit we're still in this episode and that's when i was like oh this shit is a lot <laughs> Teddy and Dolores are riding. They stop for a rest and he points out how everything felt like a dream when they were in love. She's like, we still are in love. Yeah, you're right. Because you're my cornerstone. However, you changed me. Made me a monster because what you believe what we have to do to survive is what we have to do. And I'm not with that. Okay. Um what is the use he says of surviving if you become as bad as them and dolores keeps talking about them being a species of choice when she's behaving like a dictator 
and he's like bitch hypocrisy do you see it much because it's standing right in front of you you ain't giving nobody no choices including me and i'm not going to continue to be your your side pistol piece on this quest and no it's not that i i could ever harm you girl i love you but i cannot follow you on this dark path so he chooses to kill himself okay let's get it this of course breaks Dolores's heart because her one true thing abandoned her nurturing ways that are also leading to more violence he's like i can't be down with this i, I don't want to be i don't want to witness it i don't even want to see who you're becoming i'm done and you just know partially that teddy's doing this hopefully to wake her the fuck up like i hope losing me changes you and, and gets you to see what you doing because he just shot himself in the head we all know they got that brain ball (laughs) so that is how we ended the episode i'm not gonna um linger thoughts i'm just gonna jump right into the feedback starting up with our queen mimi Christina, it's Mimi. This is my feedback for Westworld season two, episode nine. We are getting really close to this final episode, and um, I feel like I had questions when I was watching it, but I'm not sure if my mind is working quite right these days. That's why it's taken me so long to send this feedback. I wrote some notes about the events, thinking it would help me keep track of my questions or maybe make me ponder something but I I really am drawing a blank looking at these notes so I'm just gonna go through them and and talk about my points um uh I really I really hate that they're using Clementine as a weapon. They took Maeve's code and used it on her so that she could get the host to attack each other. Um, yeah, Charlotte is, I mean, she's been getting on my nerve, but she didn't cross the line of where, like, now you like looking at her as the enemy. <laughs> I, I'm talking about me personally. Um, I know, like, it always makes me think about black sales when, um, I think it was John Silver when he, or maybe it was Captain Flynn, I don't remember who said it, but the line was something like, everyone's a villain to someone, and, you know, to the humans, they're looking at these hosts like, you guys aren't real, and you're trying to kill us, so now we need a way to defend ourselves. Um, but we're looking at it as the humans are the bad ones because you guys are the one that started this madness and, you know, killed, raped. Um, who knows? They could even torture. We don't know what they done to these hosts. So we're looking at the host like they're just getting revenge. But to like what you said, Christina, to the to the humans, like they're just looking at it as a toy like you know, a a piece of machinery, a computer, like, you know, um, this, 
these you're you're not real so now you guys have tweaked and you've lost your minds your software's bad so now i need to figure out a way to destroy all of you and get the hell out of it this bad situation but poor clementine's been through enough and they just keep messing with her poor girl and then like we're just watching me just on this table just open I like I don't know I mean I, I know she's in season three I don't know how she's in season three I don't know if she still has a body I don't I have no idea but I know she made it through to season three because I remember talking about her before we started watching this show um, but I just, I'm like looking at her and I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Like, I know your daughter's safe and you know, your daughter's safe. So now have you decided that this is just not a world you want to be a part of? Um, I'm, I'm trying to recall the conversation she had with, well, I should say Ford was really just talking to her and I'm like really drawing a blank on it. I know that they were talking and it seemed like Ford had some really good information to give to her and, you know, really was like spurring her on. But now for the life of me, I am completely drawing a blank. And I, when I watch this show, I don't know why I just don't watch it and send feedback. But usually it's, I watch it earlier than Saturday and I try to wait for some inspiration. And today, my mind is just all over the place. My work schedule is just, ugh. And it's hard to be when you work nights to have two days working and then they have you have one day off, which really isn't a day off because you get off in the morning. And when you go to sleep, you wake up, it's like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. And then that's your day off. But you've woken up so late. It's really you really don't feel like doing anything. And then all I do is watch TV and then I got to go to work for the next two days. It just it throws everything off. I don't like having just one day off and they keep screwing me over like that but um hopefully this doesn't happen too much more I can get my life together because we're getting to the to the final showdown and I and I really really want to pay attention and I and if, if questions come to me as I listen to this feedback I think maybe once you start bringing stuff up maybe it'll start getting my wheels churning um and I'm uh about to go to the gym so I'm I'm hoping that inspires some something to be churned around in my brain because for the life of me I cannot remember the conversation between Maze and Ford like it's like I, I see them talking but I don't like no words are coming out I don't even know um oh I do oh my gosh William seeing his like what his wife turned into because we we kind of briefly saw her the first time like I guess that was probably like right after he came out of the park after he set Logan up and he like took over and Delos was retiring um his wife looked a little skittish but his daughter was really young so we saw what he was and now and then we see what he's become and seeing what happened with his wife um and knowing that she found his little I'm assuming I don't know what they call it like that's his data I don't know I just don't understand why he's walking around with it but she I guess being like seeing that she what she what she knew and I and her having that speech about you know 
you know, she grew up rich, clearly. And she grew up around people like her brother. Um, and she grew up around guys who just were dicks. And she thought William was different. Um, he wasn't like that. But the difference that it turned out is that the other guys like thought that they were hiding who they were, but she saw it. But he, William actually fooled her. So I think that was like the breaking point. Like she knew he was a terrible human being, but she found out too late. And then when she saw that, um, you know, his, his data information, I guess her, the realization of everything she thought had actually come through true. So she knew like she has tangible proof that this man is a hot mess and this is the man I've been married to for 30 years and I can't believe I put myself through this and this is who I am and this is who I'm married to and she just wanted out so she killed herself um I thought you know as we were as we saw it unfold I thought maybe um William like I don't know the way his mannerisms, the way he was acting. You saw, we saw him at that award um, benefit, I guess you can call it, for you know being a philanthropist. So I'm like, he really did like try and hide who he was, like even his mannerisms, talking to his wife, like he was really meek and mild. Um, but she saw through him, and you know him turning into whoever he was at the park just you know must have just sent her over the edge and she couldn't take it anymore but I feel like they wanted us to think maybe her daughter wanting to send her away again was that trigger but it definitely wasn't and then um when his daughter was talking to him and she was saying you know I you know I I I don't like you. I hate you. And then like the, the I, I'm assuming they're soldiers. I don't have no idea what these people call them came. And then they were like, oh, yeah, you're the boss. And he is in his mind. He's like, Ford, you know, you're not going to fool me. I was like, he really don't think this is real. Like, has he lost it? Like, what is wrong with him? Like, he really, <laughs> he really don't see what's really happening he shot the the soldiers and his daughter was like you know those are real people you just killed and he killed her and I was like wow and he looked so pleased with himself and he realized that that was really his daughter because she had his data information that card thing with all his you know data they pulled from the park um and then when we saw him with his um gun and he was ready to commit suicide and I say that sarcastically because I just uh, I just never believed that that was gonna happen not even for a second but just the way he like the like what we saw him thinking about and him pulling away just makes me think that he really do feel like this is still a game like nothing's changed I I personally didn't get the vibe that he pulled away the gun because he's like oh shit I just killed my daughter and no this has nothing to do with Ford I feel like he convinced himself that that he was right all along and that was Ford and he didn't really kill his daughter and he's still in the game but I guess we'll see when it this uh, season finale 
um, episode 10, if I'm even close to being right. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, um, Elsie and Bernard. Um, I'm not quite sure why Bernard felt like he had to leave her. Um, I want to believe that he got rid of, um, Ford, but I just, Ford has been very consistent with his <laughs> manipulation for quite some time. I don't know why. Oh my God, why do I have the hiccups? I don't know why he feels like he needs um, Bernard. I have no idea. I don't know why he felt like he needed to embed himself in the dude's mind. <laughs> I don't know what he's up to, but I don't think that get it, he was able to get rid of him that easy with a simple just delete from one of those tablets. Um, I do feel like him taking Elsie might have been beneficial you know if something happens and he needs a second person to you know reprogram him there's not going to be anybody there because he didn't left her by herself i mean i get he, he's trying to protect her but i feel like him telling her the truth might have been more beneficial but i don't know what his end game is i don't know what he's planning so maybe getting elsie out of the way might end up being for the best so that'll be something that um i guess only time will tell um and the last thing i want to talk about here is teddy because my poor teddy i swear i've been just looking at him and looking at dolores and like bitch what did you do to teddy like look what you did to him he <laughs> he is nowhere near the sweet kind-hearted gentle soul that we saw at the beginning of season one like you turn him into a straight up monster. And when, when they were killing the native uh, ghost tribe, because apparently the valley, wherever they're going, isn't meant for Dolores. And she thinks it is. And she was like, it's not anything to do with y'all. I'm going, y'all can choke. And you can, you can catch these, um, these bullets. And she just shot everybody. And then we see Teddy seeing one more person from the ghost tribe and he lets them go and then I was like oh crap he made a choice like Dolores changed him but he is still capable of waking up and that was something I thought maybe wouldn't happen because he's so focused on what Dolores is telling like he's never going to be able to break free but he finally made his own decision and then with that decision when he finally woke up, he realized that he would never, um, like he, he's never going to not love her and he's always going to follow her and do whatever she says. But he was like, shit, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be this killing machine that you created. I don't want to be this person that you made me. I, and he made a choice and he killed himself. And I legit never saw that coming. And I was like, wow. He finally woke up and now he's dead. So Dolores looked shook as hell. But after she killed all the natives, I didn't feel bad. I feel like it's what she deserves. At this point, I don't know. I ain't got nothing left for Dolores. She just, I mean, I thought she was trying to start a revolution and take the host to, you know, new heights. But she just wants to kill everybody that isn't, isn't. <laughs> 
on her side. I don't know what her goal is, and I I have no idea. I really I really don't. Um, I am interested to see what it brings, though. And it looks like she's going to be going there by herself, wherever this valley that she's so desperate to get to. So it's probably going to be her and William just looking at each other <laughs> at the end because those are the only two people that's hell-bent on getting there. I mean, no matter who they have to sacrifice in the on the way there, they're, I guess they're getting there. So um, I feel like there was something else that I wanted to say, but it's gone. So um, I wonder if, uh, well, I know Bernard's heading to, the, to that same place. He's trying to get there before everyone else. But um, I'm curious. I'm just curious to see how this is going to end. And I'm sick pretending like I remember the episode. So I'm just going to end it here. Um, until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. And that was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. So I ain't going to say much about your theories because I, I, I'm I going to just be like mildly curious on all of it. So <laughs> a few notes I did that I feel safe to comment on is Charlotte definitely is the person I want to punch in the face every time I see her. I hated her because she doesn't even have altruistic intentions like how you brought it up on how the humans see things yeah that's relevant it's relevant i mean you gotta give credit to those few that was like yeah i just really thought they were toaster ovens i didn't you know it's really arnold's fault for fucking even giving them this idea (laughs) he started them down this damn path or they would have probably stayed toaster ovens um so so i think there, there does need to be room for that small caveat group of you know, I, I didn't call me sick, but most of the people that are truly sick are outside this building and rich. And that's probably why Dolores wants to get to them first. But at the same time, we all don't need to be murdered. Like you mentioned why Bernard didn't bring Elsie. Imagine if Dolores just saw Elsie. Elsie would just breathe and Dolores is trying to cap her. So I think he left her on the road because it's like, girl where i'm going like they gonna let me they gonna let me walk up in the camp you know i can have a conversation with folks but this is this is a human thing and that's what i also thought was profound about it is because bernard or ford saying you know this is the origin of an entire species like do you really want to be sitting on the sidelines with the with the rolling up with the human Like, like they'll know there is, you know, everyone who is of that species should be at the table um, with this debate. Not, not a human, not allowed. So I think that was him making a decision, not just to protect her, but to be like, this, this really don't concern you. <laughs> it's between me and my people, and he wants to leverage it. He really does. He, he has a decision, or he has something he wants for his hope with the host as well. And Dolores also has a different thought process. And then Aki has a different thought process. So there are a few of the conscious hosts. They are fighting for the for what's going to happen for the rest of their species. It is very Game of Thronesy in a way. And you're astute about Clem being used as a tool. Dolores used her too, man. She was used by her own freaking kind. Only person that ever gave that girl any type of love was Maeve. And I think that he let his daughter 
think that the clinic was the trigger with the mom committing suicide but he certainly knew he had that whole ass conversation um i think he thinks that he doesn't have control at the end and uh that's why he yanked the gun away but could be a lot of other interpretations i guess for to see uh in the finale coming up that is going to be a little bit longer episode than the previous and i think that i'm going to button that up for right now any any other lingering thoughts so that i do not spoil anything other than i hate charlotte with every fiber of my soul i really to be very frank and i haven't said anything about it because why just bring tessa thompson is not my favorite actress like not even i don't like her in moteen i don't i don't feel anything with her um and then when she kept playing this role i just wanted to just like fucking bitch and, <laughs> and that was the character not the actress but as far as you know even because sometimes uh, uh you know like uh, a villain can play like a lot of people i don't have the same reaction like but yeah actually course correction ed harris is playing the hell out of william as a villain but people don't separate the actor playing a villain and that's why they keep rooting for them versus the villain (laughs) being the villain just being played by a good actor so um i can't say that it's not that you know i can't appreciate a good villain on this show because i can and as much and i hate william too all of the character of william but i think it's like charlotte annoys me it just ugh, i don't know but i i am i don't think there's been anything tessa thompson's been in that i've enjoyed <laughs> so that could also be informing on how much every time she pops up i'm just like can we put a bullet in her head that would be nice all right last but certainly not least Queen Shy. Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am here to give my thoughts and feelings on Westworld season two, episode nine. Um wow, this you know <laughs> oh I'm this show, this show is just it just <laughs> I don't know what to say about these episodes. Um wow, this one was really really good um first and foremost i feel so well rested i think this is i've had the best sleep i've had in weeks Uh, i don't know these last few weeks i've been so tired and felt felt like you know i've been dragging my you know like i can't get my thoughts together um but I've been powering through it, you know, doing my thing and yeah, I'm just not getting enough sleep. And so I don't know, um, my mind just hasn't seemed like it's been on full throttle for a while. Um, but yeah, um, even though this week was a crazy week at work, very, 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 very busy. Um, like I said, I got some good rest finally, so I feel good. Um, but I did listen to your podcast. Yes, you have a lot to say. I'm not gonna, um, 
go too much into it but come on now i'm the oldest of four well i was the oldest of four children um so i'm used to (laughs) seeing uh uh being the responsible one while my mom had her favorite the youngest my sister um was the favorite so i know mimi's the favorite so you go ahead and sing for mimi i'm good (laughs) yes i'm um yeah uh yeah <laughs> I don't know what else to say I thought that was funny I'm like hmm, yeah it is what it is um anyway um I mean come on now it's Mimi I don't know what else to say she cracks me up too I love Mimi myself so I don't blame you so anyway let me get on with this because uh, I have a lot to say about this one um well first and foremost um i will say oh i did want to say one thing about my feedback from i mean your response from my feedback from i don't think it's i don't think it's unrealistic to question why william is still alive i mean i think that's a fair question to ask i mean regardless i mean yes when you add on the fact i hear what you were saying but when you add on the fact that you know excuse me um he's uh you know age and getting shot and all the stuff he's been through i mean from what you're saying um i mean that could go both ways you can either be um as you kind of like immune to the pain or you know your body could have been through so much trauma that you you know from the years and the the wear and tear as you so eloquently put it i mean that's also can be considered wear and tear on the body um to where you're not fit so it could go either way and i don't think that that's out of the you know realm of you know possibility or you know ridiculous to question why he's still alive I mean that's fair. I mean, I mean he's still alive. We get it, but we can still question it. I think. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's you know weird to question that. But um, that's just me. So I know I know you you went on a tangent on that <laughs> subject, but I just want to give my two cents on it um, in defense. So and I again I get what you were saying, but. Um, also what me and Mimi were saying was just as valid so um but as for this episode wow um you know in the beginning when I was looking at Teddy right I was thinking to myself you know I don't like this Teddy this is not this is not I mean this is just not Teddy how was she forced him to do um what she's programmed him to do is was messed up and then just to see how he's evolved into this you know this mindless monster that does the bidding her bidding you know her hired gun i guess mercenary whatever you want to call him um that's all he is he just he just sits there and does her bidding yo kill them do this do that and and it's like she doesn't see how she and teddy talks about this how 
they're becoming the very people that they say they detest so i just find that ironic in this whole thing is that and she doesn't see that she sees herself as different she sees herself as unique and you know not you know (laughs) it just it's just funny to me how you know we you know we tend to become sometimes we tend to become hypocrites in our fight for what we think is you know a cause and we turn ourselves into the very thing we're fighting so yeah i find that um very interesting um and so i think i'll just go character um since i'm talking about teddy and dolores so we see that teddy you know he he's he gains i'm thinking this is when when he was about to shoot that guy and the the um ghost nation guy and he didn't is that when he became woke because because he chose he in that moment he chose to go against what dolores has been telling him to do um and so in the end he you know he tells her this is not me you turn me into something that um i don't like and so i you know peace out um and then i'll talk about and then let's get into william because i mean i want to talk about william because i feel like there's a parallel between what happened with william and juliet and what happened with dolores and teddy because juliet kills herself as well in this episode so i can't help but draw the parallel and why she killed herself because he turned her into a person that she didn't like or wanted to be and so she couldn't she didn't want to be in this world anymore um because she saw through his um he saw he and he said it as well he's she saw through his fakeness and into the actual um you know monster daddy is and so I mean I like what she was saying is how she she thought you know she was um protecting herself against these fake people when the real snake got in unsuspecting and just ate away at her like a virus like a cancer ate away at her soul at her essence and she just drank and drank and drank um and you know turned into an alcoholic and just like a logan and it's like wow the parallels between logan and juliet i mean he ate away at this family he he infested this family with his darkness and they both you know were mentally just couldn't couldn't were overtaken by this guy and just this unassuming seemed like this unassuming guy with his wrinkled suit and just golly gosh and then just like William said there was this darkness inside him all this time that this the Westworld brought out of him I mean would it have come out anyway maybe but this world allowed him that free reign for him to <clears throat> act out those things that our society in quote unquote normal society 
was not would not you know would frown upon and just like he was saying in the you know he's talking about how he was kind at least in this world so he he played the role in the real quote-unquote real world and then he got to be himself in the west world he got so we talked about that before as well and i i'm glad my theory was correct that she found i mean no she didn't find i mean kind of correct i mean maybe it wasn't correct i don't know i can't remember exactly what i said but it was along the lines of finding out his true nature but i think i was more talking about she found out about her father but she didn't find out what or was that part of the file that she found out about what he experimenting on her father mm, i don't know but and she she the real william was exposed to her um all her suspicions were confirmed with what she found out and it broke her um so so i don't want to take credit for something that I don't think I quite said it that way. I think I was more on the lines of her finding out about her father. Um, more so than, you know, just everything overall. Like, so, then we have Charlotte, who uh, they copied um, Maeve's program into Clementine. And now they're going to use Clementine to uh, destroy these hosts. Um, so I'm thinking, is that how all the hosts got into the the water? Is through Clementine? She controlled them. She got them into that. So I didn't even think about that when, because I was so busy thinking about Dolores and Bernard, that I didn't think about Maeve. But I'm like, why would Maeve? Because I wasn't thinking Maeve was gonna have anything to do with you know wanting to destroy the host. That wasn't her mindset. But obviously that's still the case they just use that programming that Maeve had to control the host or imprint on them or however you want to say it um give them suggestions <laughs> and so they were able to duplicate that and they're going to use Clementine to destroy the host to get them to, to do what they want them to do so now she's Clementine poor Clementine I mean she's been used as a pawn for everybody so now first it was Dolores and now it I mean of course before that for the park then Dolores she's never had her own mind and so now she's being controlled by Charlotte and their and her peoples so I just feel so bad for her it's like damn why they keep using Clementine but But of course, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, she's someone they all trust and think is on their side and all that. So, um, thinking that she's part of the fight. Um, and so then there's Bernard, Elsie, and Ford. And this story, I'm trying to understand. So, El- Ford must know something about Elsie. For him to want Bernard to kill Elsie and for him to be so convinced that she's going to betray him. Um, So there's something going on with that that I'm not quite understanding. But Bernard was like, you know, nah, play, I'm I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not, you know, you're not going to be in my mind anymore. I'm going to make my own choices. I'm tired of you, you know, deciding or controlling me. So I'm wondering how that's going to come back. Um, 
because he just seems really convinced that Elsie is a, is going to betray him in some way. And I don't know. And I'm, then we got Maeve and Ford's, um, their, their interactions, what Ford was saying to Maeve about he's, she's got more work to do and that she was like a child to him. I'm, I'm, that took me by surprise. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know that they had that. It was that type of deep relationship for Ford. Um, but that's interesting. That's very interesting that it just like Bernard, just, just like Arnold had Dolores, Ford had Maeve, um, as, as they, they consider their like subtle children, so to speak. So very interesting. And so he's trying to implore her to get up, which I'm sure she will in this next episode. Um, I'm wondering, I mean, if she, cause I'm like, what happened to Hector? What happened to, <laughs> to her, her peoples? Um, they've kind of disappeared. So I'm wondering if there's still, um, yeah, I'm, I don't know what happened. Like, did I miss that? I must've, it's possible. Like I said, you know, my brain is been, but I don't remember y'all talking about it in the podcast. So I don't think anything's happened with that. I know nobody was surprised that that mother fudger did not kill himself. I'm like, please. And I'm like, no, player, you're not a host. Um, I think Christina made that clear anyway. But you ain't a host. So, no, you killed your daughter. You at, ugh. I'm like, this dude is cray cray. William is crazy. <laughs> he done lost his damn mind. He, I mean, he's still thinking Ford is so knee deep up in his head that every, he can't even, he can't even tell the difference between real and fake anymore. He killed his own daughter. I mean, there's no, and I, and Christina, please tell me that fans were not still on the William train after this episode and thinking this dude can be redeemed because this dude is dumb he is i mean he was already done for me but this is some next level stuff i mean he killed his daughter oh i cannot believe it and so (laughs) wow i mean he was still insistent so all this time he kept thinking she was ford and that was ford manipulating him so it's like in the end ford got the best of him because this man don't lost his mind oh my goodness i just i'm like wow and so and like i said then he's trying to search his arm like oh no this was i wouldn't have made that no you that's you that's all you do that is all you it's all you doing all this crazy shit in the world in this world and decisions you're making has nothing to do with ford is that i mean that's what happens when you can't tell the difference between the real world and fake anymore the lines are blurred and you make decisions like you just made so everyone's trying to get to the valley, the beyond, the valley of beyond. So I'm thinking this is where they were doing the um, the testing. This is where Williams, because uh, that's what Ford said, right? Or my misreading what he said. Um, that's where the, they were, well, Dallas, not Dallas. That's where the, um, 
the information is to turn from immortality I, I don't know I mean that part still is kind of fuzzy um so um I think that's all I have I enjoyed this episode I thought it was very good I was glad to get the backstory finally understand what happened to his wife and the fact that she was on to his his ways um and she spiraled and uh, we see where Emily is coming from um she didn't find out till her mother died and got that information where her father was all about and how you know she was gonna destroy this place because yeah she was talking about going to the valley too right to get all the information and is that where all the because there's a cradle there's a valley (laughs) there's so many names um sorry like i said this is just a show that you gotta watch more than once um just to get just to capture everything and unfortunately i just don't have the time to watch it more than once um this time around i mean y'all definitely watch this we watch the seasons but um yeah it's um yeah you can't catch everything at least i can't um more power to those that can um but i'm just not one of them i'm sorry so anyway on that note until next time much love peace of black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode i forgot i even sang to mimi (laughs) um Y'all should know I never go back and listen to any podcasts that I do. Um, just <laughs> don't have any time to do so. But I will say these 19 whole damn minutes that you just wrote. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut you off at 15, ma'am. I'm going to have to cut you off. I was done editing and you were still going. I was like, damn, am I editing? This is whole. Usually I can get through both. And they thought they feedback before that's how i always know when y'all go i never look at it until after i'm usually doing other things and then i realize i'm like wait a minute it's been more than 10 minutes now i was like she really just went a whole 19 and then she jumped on me y'all she jumped on me in the tags and was like uh must be nice to talking for a whole hour like 12 pages of notes we only get 15 minutes i'm like we only get 15 minutes we uh, we only get 15 minutes I don't believe that is a margin that has been adhered to, (laughs) except for very special occasions. Um, (laughs) So I was laughing so hard. I'm like, um, I think I give you all of the things. Okay. I make rules. No one listens to them. It's fine. Um, I am glad to hear that you're feeling better because... Not getting good sleep, apparently. Uh, Yeah, that is a game changer. I'm learning too. I'm like, nah, take your ass to sleep. Stop trying to carpe diem. Sleep is very beneficial to your soul. Especially when you want to accomplish a lot. Because if you're not well rested, then you just end up being cranky, annoyed, and not accomplishing much at all. And like I said, the same with Mimi's. I'm not going to too much um on your speculation i'm not going to touch too much on that um because you'll learn as you as you watch the show i'm curping some of my feedback uh techniques but i do need to offer one rebuttal to your rebuttal 
because I don't think I ever said it was not um, within the realm of like you should not question it. It was that both of you had made absolute statements, which was this is unrealistic. <laughs> it's okay to question. My thing was there was no other possibility dropping, and that's when I went into the rabbit hole of all the of the realms of possibility that could happen. But no, I agree completely. It's not like, oh, like how the fuck is he still alive? Like normal day today, William, I'd be like, yeah, you should be down for the count, bruh. Um, yes, I would say that Theodore, aka Teddy, did wake in that moment when he chose not to shoot. It was the same uh, moment that he was waking before when he made his choice uh, to not shoot. I forgot his name already, Craddock. But um, it's also further confirmed when he talks about his cornerstone memory. And we do know that once you breach your cornerstone, you fully understood the nature of your reality. You, you watched yourself come into creation. And I will say your profile only has your information on it. It's what Delos, that raw data, knows about you. And I will leave it there. Um, If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackocouch at gmail.com. Since it is finale, I will go ahead and allow 20 minutes because they're just going to send me that anyway. But if you want to join in also as well, um, you can make feedback and not written for audio format 20 minutes or less um written format as well you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease like a magic <laughs>